0: We're good. It's a test. It's a test. It, 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 it's a test.
1: It's a test. Oh, there we are. We're back. We're back in action. Oh, oh. You can't hear any of that, Will, because you didn't bring your headphones. Where That's do I fine. find myself? Uh,
0: Podcast time.
1: That's exactly what it is. Um, it's well lovely to have you here. My name's Sean Peter Budge. I'm joined, as always, by the big goober, Will Peters. <laughs> are you going? Hello, I'm good. I'm very good. Excellent. How have you been since we last recorded? I think we last recorded in 1986.
0: <laughs> um What's been happening? Oh, just trying to punch out assignments and stuff. This whole studying, <laughs> part-time working, full-time thing isn't really my uh, cup of tea. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um so the last uh couple of weeks this has just been punching out assignments and a bit of leave, a bit of annual leave in between that as well. So I had to get stuff done before and after the holiday, and after the holiday, I just didn't want to do anything. I'm, s- I'm still recovering.
1: Uh, listeners may or may not remember, you did think you were of the belief you would finish university. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. You of course met with the cruel fate that well, you were not. <sighs> you still have several um, units to complete.
0: I, yeah, still have four units to go. So whole semester. Yeah, yeah, it's whole semester, like, or you know, a whole year if I'm spacing it out.
1: It's not even like you were particularly close.
0: No. You know, I the uni lied to me. That's what I'm. Sticking I imagine by. they
1: say, "Well, we're really looking forward to <laughs> you graduating next semester," and you go, "Come again?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was I did the what I thought was the last unit at the start at the first half of last year.
1: You made the mistake of flipping everyone off on the way out,
0: <laughs> and waited and waited and waited for some sort of graduation email. Um,
1: he was wearing the gown and the hat, and then you know,
0: there. two weeks before the semester one started, go, oh, "I'll just I'll just give uni a call." Um, alas. <laughs> I have not finished. The
1: heartbreaking news came <laughs> through that they were, in fact, waiting for a call from you.
0: <laughs> so uh, that is why I'm still uh, retailing and, uh, you know, huh. hating my life. Classic miscommunication. <sighs> um, well,
1: we're back, yeah, yeah, the yeah. weekly watch list, to record and have a chat through what we've watched since we last recorded. Um, I don't know when that was. Who knows? Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's not going to ruin the format. No. Uh, we basically have a chat through anything that uh, has caught our eyes, anything we enjoyed or otherwise, recommend or otherwise. Mm. Inspired by the great Steven Soderbergh, who does a, does a similar thing, keeps a track of everything he watches throughout the course of a year.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's not really, to be honest with you, Will, there is not really much news that has caught my eye massively since we last recorded. No,
0: other than that little Marvel video where they're like, this is what's coming yeah. Wait, for like three or four minutes, and which even, got, be, on- got, me, got me hyped, uh, to uh, I'll be honest.
1: Even then, I'm a little bit like, Unless you are telling me about Fantastic Four or X Men, I actually don't care. Yeah. I'll watch your stuff. I am looking forward to Black Widow, obviously, and Spider Man's at the end of this year. Yeah, great. You know, Shang Chi looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Great. Eternals. What the hell is that gonna could be anything. Yeah, great. Go, but until you are telling me what you are doing with Fantastic Four, yeah, I actually don't care.
0: Oh, and I watched like one of those Easter Egg channels, and mm-hmm. they are like, oh, you know, the last like you know logos shaped like a four. Could this mean um, yes, Jesus Christ? That's exactly what it means. But like, that's what we all know what it means. Yeah, but just until they're like, this is this is it.
1: I just wonder if they're going to go the snap has created mutants because they've kind of said that the mutants initially were created by Strucker and the the Mind Stone. And yeah, that was Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were created by them. But then they've obviously said that the well, there was. Uh, Agatha Harkness was way back
0: when. Mm, well, it is their own world, I guess. They so can they play can with do it, whatever they want.
1: But this idea of will the snap have accelerated? You know, the um, the very first X Men had that expositional part with our explaining that every thousand years or every how they did say it's a thousand years evolution takes a leap forward. Mm. So is the snap what's going to have created that leap that gets us to X Men? Yes. Fantastic Four is a more curious one. I would love for it. We've spoken. I would love for it to be in the sixties. I would love for Fantastic Four to be like this nuclear-aged, like family of superheroes who get trapped in the quantum realm and they've been trapped there. They think they've been trapped there for, mm, for yeah. days, but they've been yeah. in there for sixty years. Mm. How they explain that away? They covert thing? Were they an underground thing? Were they what? I don't know. But we I just hope they
0: don't bring covert into it. COVID. Yes. No, COVID. I hope they don't bring COVID
1: into it at all. Everything
0: but I'm watching at the moment, it's, on. it's like it's not uh, real.
1: This <laughs> is gonna be really frustrating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna date horribly. Um, but I really hope that they do something fun and funky with that and set it yes. in like the sixties and they can they can have some I just have they can just have some awesome fun with it. Mm. That they were part of some initial space space exploration. They were part of the Gemini project, maybe. Gemini. Gemini. That's a callback for Dicks. early listeners. Um which would be interesting. But yeah, that, that was. I sort of saw that and went, oh yeah, fair enough, whatever. We're in a bit of a holding pattern there, waiting for Black Widow particularly. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. yes. Which is
0: I'm going to gold class that just, just to get the full experience. You're not going to acquire
1: it legally via download? No,
0: I'd rather go back into a movie theatre. I haven't been back in a movie theatre properly since COVID. So.
1: I haven't been in the movies. The last movie I saw in the theatre was Tenet, mm. I think. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, I wouldn't hunt it down. <laughs> um, other than that, it wasn't it wasn't terribly. As I said, a lot of news. There wasn't um, anything. that You was, know,
0: if there is some sort of news that we have missed, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, we'll talk about it. Do you reckon we should start some sort of some sort of mailbox, or do we not? Do you reckon we don't have? Uh, I mean, we can try. We can try. <laughs> we can try
1: the. Uh, we could try a mailbox. <laughs> uh. Uh, give it a go. I'm happy to give it a go.
0: Yeah, and if it doesn't um,
1: work, we just won't talk about it ever again. Yeah. Uh, sure. Did you want to lead off with your first pick?
0: Um, sure. Uh, this is one that came to came to the, my uh, recommended on Netflix. Well, Trust the old Netflix. Of course, it did. Um, are you being that, paid by Netflix? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, if I was paid by Netflix, I wouldn't be working retail. So that is correct. Um, but a movie that I've seen, you know, two or three times that my uh, younger sister who read the books for. Uh, got me into... Percy Jackson? No. Um, and something that my lovely girlfriend Madeline had not seen yet, uh, Maze Runner. Oh, yeah, terrible. Terrible, really? Yeah. I've always liked it. I've always liked it. Not love, liked. Um, I've, always,
1: I've, always, I've always tolerated Yeah, Maze like
0: Runner. IMDb has it at a 6.8. I'd probably have it like a 7.45. Okay. Um, but Dylan O'Brien... As much as you know, little 14 year, old, 14 year old girls love him, um, he's a bit too like, did he, um, he's <sighs> like his, his, uh, you know, look has, he has, he re- and has
1: he recovered from the horrible accident he suffered in the making of the third one, like I that gruesomely
0: disfigured him? Don't know, um, yeah, don't know, but uh, he's we'll 91. Jeez, he's old, he looks very young. Um, but of course, it's got your yeah, Will Will Poulter, Poulter, um, who's the eyebrows, who's like a real life Sid from Toy Story, Sid, the evil neighbor, you know, the guy that rips toys' yeah. heads off. Yeah,
1: does he have the weird eyebrows?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Thomas Brady Sangster, who's been in it, anything and everything from an early age. Um,
1: what would I know him from?
0: I've actually Apart from The Maze Runner. Love yeah, actually, yeah. The little, uh, the little he's ginger little kid. Boy. Little boy in Love Actually, yeah. um, he was also in Star Wars. Little, He had like a five-second turnaround to some admiral. and Oh, he did too in the last yeah. ones, the more recent ones. He did yeah. as well. Um, I've always enjoyed his work. But uh, Maze Runner, it's uh, good for, you know, if you have kids, for those listening, for, you know, the early teen, ad- not like early adolescent to, I'll say 10 to 15. Really great fun watch.
1: fun family fair from anyone aged eighty to seventy six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, good watch. I will endeavour to watch the next two with Madeline because I think I never saw the third. I saw the second.
1: That might be why you're a bit sort of you're, well, you're unaware of. I'm pretty sure he suffered a really bad accident. It
0: brings a bell on the but set. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I ever.
1: Which delayed the filming, and he like had a bit of Mark Hamill style. Mm. Empire Strikes Back. The famous mm. story that he was in a. Motorbike accident, I believe, well, and he kind of had a he had a bad accident yeah. in between Star Wars and Empire, which is why at the start of Empire he gets attacked by the Wampa, and the Wampa kind of like you know slashes at his face. Yeah, the idea being that that's why he looks a little bit different. Oh, because he had to have reconstructive surgery. The more you know. That's exactly right, Dylan O'Brien.
0: Um, yeah. So is that what, his name, Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, and then that weird girl that pops up. I don't know what she's from, but she plays Teresa Kaya. Goldilario, never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know what what else she's been in, but um, yeah, happy to watch it. Happy to watch the second and third when I get to it. Um, you know, I'm a busy man these days. You are Um, much busier than you, Sean. Well, it's debatable. (laughs) Actually, no, you are quite busy now these days. I am. Um, You know, hashtag uh, Sean's Hawks. Well, is that is that the hashtag? What is it? I mean, at VFL level. At VFL level, yes. Release the Peter Budge cut.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, that uh, was the superior cut, but um, (laughs) you can't win every battle, unfortunately.
0: Pick your battles, son, pick your battles. Um, So, yeah, Maze Runner, um, I'll recommend the second and third because I'm recommending the first. You haven't seen them. Yeah, but I feel like if you're going to watch something that's within a trilogy, you watch the trilogy. Not if it's crap. Unless you can't get through the first. Yeah. I got through the first, so therefore I'm getting through the second and third.
1: It's like saying someone hands you a turd sandwich. You're like, I really struggle to get through that first bite. But well, I'm, I'm not. Gonna,
0: I'm not going to get through the first bite because I don't want to eat it.
1: So I've started now, but I, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not enjoying it. But I may as well finish. I need to find out so how. I've, this had, I've had
0: a third of this sandwich, and I want the second and, and the third. And you're
1: sort third. of like, eh. <laughs> it's,
0: it's anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's when when was it made? 2014. So and it's two hours. It's a bit longer. Like I one yeah, night. It
1: was the first one made 2014?
0: 2014,
1: yeah. Wow. I thought it was actually older than that.
0: No. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it was in that ballpark of like yeah, yeah. 2012 to probably If you had 15. said
1: like what year, I probably would have gone 12.
0: Interesting. No, it was 2014. It's an hour and 53. So it's. um, That's not too bad. But it's like if you're, you know, if you've had dinner, you're chilling out, you're know, oh, let's chuck a movie on. It's like that little bit too long that's like, oh yeah, we'll be in and out. I and, think like, if to there's, bed.
1: A, if there's a two at the start of that. You're probably going, <sighs> that's bloody close. It's like the you know nine ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh uh, I am five saving five cents. <laughs> but if it's it was basically if it was ten dollars and five, yeah. you'd be going that's ridiculous. Oh no, no way. <laughs> Priced me out. Uh, excellent. Yeah. So you're Mage giving
0: Runner twenty fourteen uh, recommend if you're just looking at kill time and you, haven't seen it. You're before.
1: You're giving it a kind of gladiator a, Commodus thumbs up. I'm slow s- thumbs up. I'm giving it a
0: seven out of ten. You're giving it the seventy ba- percent.
1: You know when Batista gave it yeah. the thumbs down. <laughs> Give it the slow thumbs up.
0: <laughs> Slow, very slow.
1: My first pick of the week is something that I had forgotten I'd watched. I thought I had made a note of it because there was quite a lot I wanted to say about it, mm-hmm. but I did okay. not. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go off the cuff here.
0: Okay. So, For the listeners, uh, this podcast this podcast will be short and sweet. Well, sounds
1: I could be rambling because there's, there's a lot I wanted to say, but I just, like I said, I, I thought I'd written some stuff down that mm-hmm. I wanted to make a point of, but I absolutely did not. Yeah. Um, so there's a show which I finally watched since our last record. I'd been right. meaning to watch this show for quite some time. I have spoken about Richard Ayoade's work in the past. Will and I are fans of Richard <laughs> Richard Ayoade. Yeah. Uh, I I have previously reviewed Travel Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched all of the Big Fat Quizzes. Will is passing familiarity with the yes, Big Fat yes, Quiz, yes, but you yes, are yes. you are familiar, and I think you do like some I of them.
0: Understand that realm of humor.
1: Exactly right. So in 2004. Let's get my years right. 2004, Richard Ayoade was part of a cast including Matt Berry, who he would go on to star in um, the IT crowd with, um, and a few other people, very familiar people to sort of British comedy. They're in a show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Now, this is such an incredibly hard show to explain, which is strange because it's a very simple concept. The basic concept of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is that Dark Place is the name of a show within the show. It's like a fictional... Soap opera set at a supernatural hospital.
0: Fictional soap opera set in a hospital.
1: But it's like a supernatural thing. So it's set at this hospital. Now the show, made in 2004, operates under the premise that the cast are kind of almost watching the show, providing a commentary of the show, which was actually made in the 80s. What the fuck? So the show... (laughs) I'm lost. So... Dark Place in mm. the show was made in the 80s and it was never aired anywhere but Peru. Right. And the cast, 20 years later, are like presenting it as here's the show, etc. So you go from scenes that are set within the show to scenes of the actors like common like providing a commentary of their performance in the show. Mm-hmm. It's it's as soon as you see it, you go, ah oh, yeah, I get it. I get okay. it. I get what the concept is. It is brilliant. It is so good, Matt Berry. Who, if if anyone's seen those IT crowd, those all those shows he's been in,
0: is it, he's the hello it's IT? Have you it <laughs> on enough again?
1: He, 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 no, no, that's um, Phil O'Dowd. Right, he's uh, he was the boss in the IT crowd, like the pompous,
0: the <laughs> yeah, big guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he's the boss. He so
1: his <laughs> character, his character is Doctor Lucian Sanchez, right? <laughs> and he says he has this incredibly like low voice, but. The joke is they've dubbed all of his dialogue and it's like a split second out. <laughs> so he's just brilliant because there's this – probably my favourite part part of the entire show is him explaining – so the guy he plays, what's his name? Um, I'm just trying to find the guy's uh, – oh, what's his um, – Todd Rivers. So Matt mm. Berry plays Todd Rivers and Todd Rivers plays Lucian Sanchez. Yeah. Todd Rivers is a horrendous actor <laughs> yeah. but he thinks he's amazing yeah so there's this sequence where he's having a, an exchange with his friend and it's the the line is something like is it, you and he were buddies and it's like this really bad exchange yeah. but Todd Rivers explaining like his method for the scene is just brilliant he's like you know most actors uh, that's the sort of line uh, you know a normal actor would read in the cab on the way to the job. He goes, you know, when they just read the line, they stand opposite their man, they'd read the line. It's a very selfish way to act. Mm. And he kind of does the line reading. But the joke is that he actually seems to know there's actually a comment about on YouTube about it on the clip. He knows what a good performance is, but he doesn't do it that way. <laughs> like it's just it's it's so difficult to describe and prescribe, but if you like British comedy, if you mm-hmm. like those sort of really quirky zany stuff, Richard Iowade is Like brilliant, because again, he's meant to be a terrible actor, (laughs) and he says the reason he was so perfect is because I am a bad actor. Yeah, it is absolutely phenomenal. It is so well made. It's one of those classic quirky British gems that is so niche. Yeah, so so few people have probably seen it to enjoy it. If it's not your cup of tea, you just won't.
0: How did you? How did it come by your desk? So
1: I'd seen it when I used to work at a video shop. Mm -hmm. I, I can see the. I saw. I can see the cover. So we obviously had it on, on DVD and I can see the cover and I just remember thinking like it's like a knockoff like Stephen King B movie. Mm. And I was like, what? Like I didn't get it. I didn't get what it was. I didn't get it. was a comedy. I had no interest in it because I, I was like, I don't understand what this is. So I remember seeing the cover and then I remember seeing, um, I saw that. I'll show you the clip afterwards. The you and he were buddies clip. And I remember seeing that yonks ago and somebody referred to it on a Twitter thread and it was one of those crazy things that twigged me. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I was like What is that from? You and he were, because it's buddies. <laughs> it's just brilliant. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking, What's that from? I know what that. Is. I know I've seen this before, but I can't, like, what's the joke? So I looked it up and I was like, Oh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And I was like, There was a clip of Richard Day was in it. And I was like, oh, I do like him. Mm. And Matt Berry's great. Yeah. And I was like, it's all on YouTube, so you can watch it. It's on YouTube the whole show, six episodes. It's on YouTube, right. so I was like, I'll just watch it.
0: The English love just like you know, six episodes, twelve episodes, it's perfect. It, a lot of the things they do, and usually it's fucking gold
1: because they do an eight, they do like a six or eight episode season, so it's gold. Yeah, it's all killer, no filler because they're writing yeah. eight episodes, they're not writing twenty four episodes. Yeah, so like it's just most of the material is good because mm. um, they're having to come up with so. No, not not as much of it but i really as i said it's it's such a hard thing to explain until you sit down and watch it and get the concept of what the show is it'll make perfect sense as soon as you sit there and go oh i, I get it it's the show within a show right and that's what they're that the joke is that they're talking about this show that was meant to have been made in the 80s but they're talking about it like, like contemporary times mm. showing clips from it common and it's as i said matt berry is just brilliant <laughs> but Do check it out. It is entirely on YouTube, the whole show. It is silly. It is brilliant. It is like Richard Ayoade saying, cool, it's Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. Mm. Brilliant. Lucian Sanchez is amazing. Um, It's a very, very fun show. I do recommend.
0: There you go. There you go, Sean. And again, another extremely niche show that I've never heard of in my life.
1: I think you'll be, there'll be something in you twigged. There'll be, when I show you this clip, there'll be something in you that kind of goes, I want more. I might give that a look
0: (laughs) because it's kind of. I might watch it. I think what's
1: what's amazing about it is it's actually very hard to act. That's the joke, is to act that badly. Mm. It's actually really difficult to be that bad. So you actually have to be a good actor to play a bad actor. Yes. And that's where the comedy comes from. And there's all these funny visual gags, like they can't frame the shot right, and like there's um, Richard Iowade's like at one point he's like pointing, and the camera tracks to the point like too late. <laughs> it tracks to his finger too late, and then goes back. And yeah. um, so there's lots of funny little sight gags like that. Lots of con- deliberate continuity errors. Mm. So for once again, there's there's such a skill in making a show badly, yes. like deliberately knowing, um, like a. Tarantino made, you know, and Robert Rodriguez when they made Grindhouse, mm. and they made those deliberately bad movies. Yeah, some parts of those were really good, but then some parts like didn't quite work. Yeah. This is a bit like that in that they're trying to stick the landing of like a deliberately bad show, mm. which is such a narrow runway to <laughs> land on because you can just become bad. Yeah, um, if you don't quite nail it and get it right, um, but no. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those shows that you watch and you're like, I'm so happy I actually went back and watched it. Mm. But by the same token, why did I wait so long to watch it? Ah, I could have Where had this that, in a moment. And month.
0: after you watched it, what, what was the next rabbit hole you went down? Because I'm sure you would have then seen some uh, the of the Just a
1: lot of wrestling shows on YouTube. <laughs> For somebody who, as a, I, I'm at pains to say it, everything about professional wrestling is too long. Yes. The matches are too long, the promos are too long. Obviously, by virtue of that, the shows are too long. Mm -hmm. Like, it's everything is too long. Like, Shawn Michaels came out years and years and years ago and did this promo on Hulk Hogan, like this legendary promo. It went for like 18 minutes. Six minutes.
0: Yeah, and more.
1: Everything's too long. But all the other shit, I love. I love (laughs) the backstage stories. I love the politics. Yeah, I love the creative process. So I just fell down a rabbit hole of those. Right.
0: Lovely. Um, Well, my next pick is something that, uh I did review last year, but oh. new season. Oh. Um ultimately quite different in my head. It's not
1: last chance you, is it?
0: No. There is actually last chance you basketball now. I did see that. That's um, why I suggested. Haven't clicked on
1: it. Is it last chance you?
0: No. Um you're gonna hate me, big brother. Oh yeah. Actually surprisingly a lot better they're than last year. It, they
1: it's still not doing it right.
0: Exact correct. They aren't.
1: That's why I'm not I've got no interest in it. Do it right. Or don't do it at all.
0: I think in when they can guarantee crowds, they will go back to what it needs, what it should be.
1: The problem is the new gen have no understanding of how Big Brother or why Big Brother was good because they're not getting that version of it. What
0: I'm also missing is the original theme tune. They might. Maybe they don't have the rights. Surely.
1: You would have thought it's just an international. Take the name,
0: you can fucking take the song.
1: You would have thought it's just an internationally branded property. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mind Mm. you reviewing this because it's an interesting talking point in the sense that. I
0: do have a vested interest this year, though. Oh. I know two housemates. Oh. Which is rare, I would think. Not many people would say.
1: No, know them?
0: I went to school with one. Uh uh, And if we, you know, walked a pass through each other in the street. We would stop, have a chat. We'd stop, have a fight. Say, have a good. <laughs> say, have a good day. You sir. again. <laughs> uh, and I worked with the other at a previous job. She was a casual, um, and I was just a you know, casual part time or whatever. Cool. Which job um, is this? JD Sports. Yeah, cool. Um, the old, the old uh, jail. I like to call. Oh. Um, fuck that joint.
1: I'm taking it. it wasn't a uh, pleasant experience.
0: If anyone has a family member or something trying to work there. Do don't, not no. don't go there. This
1: is not an endorsement.
0: No. Uh it's one of the worst places you can work. Why? Management.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. I had uh I'll I'll shout them out. JD Sports Chadston. Oh. I had five store managers in 9 months. It's a lot. Yeah.
1: That's not a lot of continuity and there. And when
0: I left to work at Puma, I uh I was the first person that had left that joint and stayed out their notice. We'd probably had we'd had, you know, five store managers and probably Couple two ICs, a couple supervisors leave. The turnover in that joint is ridiculous.
1: Mm, sounds like it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, Big Brother, they have done well this year, I believe, with the cut with the casting. Last year was just very it was like almost too diverse. Yeah. And it was like, all right, we get it. Like
1: it's an interesting criticism to level.
0: Yeah, it's odd. It's but, always
1: too many personalities.
0: Yeah, but I think they've done well this year, um, kind of hitting and like sorry checking certain boxes um, it's still a bit survivorish in a house not good that's um, not what we
1: want it's not about that you know what it is what? survivors mental disintegration in a different way yeah because it's a it's a challenge it's a mental mm. it's a
0: physical challenge they're filming at the moment the australian series in there the middle go. of australia
1: i might actually watch the, the next one so I, I saw bits of the last one that i didn't mind yeah um but with big brother it's more of a test of personality yes what sort of person are you? Can you mm. be compelling and interesting? How does that wash with others? Yeah. How much of yourself do you want to show, mm. etc.?
0: Yeah, so um, I think they've done very, very well. Um, Sonia Kruger is still very annoying. Mm. Where's, uh, where's Gretel? Writing kids' books or something? Okay, good for um, her. Yeah, good for her. In a better place now.
1: I'm trying to crack, trying to cash that bluey check. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get on that train.
0: Yeah, he got into some. Bluey got into some sort of battle, copy, like something in a court. Bluey? Yeah. The, it's all, it's. In the show or in real life? In real life. The, you know, the uh, company that's. Suing for ownership. I don't know. Something. I couldn't tell you. But well, something something. We'll get back to Big Brother happened. in a minute. Yeah. You didn't
1: watch it. Shout out to our fans out there who might be Batman fans. Speaking of court interventions. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I said Will a clip about a week ago. Yeah. He failed to watch it. It's running assignments, bro. And then when he went to watch it, um, it had been copyright claimed. (laughs) By Warner Brothers. By Warner Brothers. (laughs) This game developer developed like a 20-minute demo walkthrough proof of concept, whatever you want to call it, for a video game, a Batman video game, set in the 1989 Batman movie. Mm -hmm. It looked amazing. (laughs) Like, it looked phenomenal. Yeah. And you're sort of thinking to yourself, I love how these big corporations' first instinct is, fuck him. And a copyright strike. I'd be going, maybe we shouldn't uh, meet with this guy and think about making this.
0: Or they're going to do the old, let's copyright it, but do it
1: ourselves. But I'll just sit there and ask the guy, like, obviously. Uh, but what, you're, old, what you're
0: asking there, Sean, is doing the right thing. Well, obviously, he's, they making, will not do that.
1: he's making something with their IP, and I get that. But at the same time, we spoke about that, which I speak about regularly. I sometimes wake up in the night and think about this Indiana Jones cartoon. And I'm just like, why is this not a thing?
0: Mm.
1: Like, why is this – why hasn't this been made, this this sizzle reel, this guy made for an animated Indiana Jones, and it looked phenomenal. And then you see this clip, this Batman thing, and you're like, why wouldn't you make a game set in this universe? And basically, my – I'd be like, let's make a proper – in this case, I've had a stream of consciousness here. so So – we're not, we'll get back to Big Brother Show. Two surely. hours later. <laughs> <laughs> narrator. <laughs> okay, we ran out of recorders. Um, so, Michael Keaton's Batman will be turning up in The Flash. So, that will effectively be a sequel to Batman Returns. Yes. So, Keaton's Batman, what's he been doing for the last 30 years? We're going to see him again, etc. It's very interesting. It's a really potentially rich storytelling opportunity. Why not use a game... To tell a bit of the story in between,
0: because
1: we've got thirty years worth of stuff that's potentially happened. Why the amount we-
0: of people that are going to play a game in between seeing movies is no, 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 ridiculous. No, but
1: you don't have to. You don't have to say this is crucial to knowing, but because they're obviously going to refer to things in the movie of what's happened in the past. Did he have a Robin, et cetera, et cetera? The common man won't
0: know, and the no, common man no, but, wants to know. But
1: this is the thing. So you just say, "Here's a game. If you want to know more, and you want to play." A, 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 an important part of that Batman's journey in between Returns and the Flash movie. Just going here it is, in a game. And you tick a few boxes, you get nostalgic freaks like me who want to... Weirdo. But it looked amazing, like they had the Gotham, the Plaza, and it looked fantastic, and mm-hmm. the, the, the vibe of it looked great. And you can sit there and say, here's this for you if you want to play it, and the story has some ramifications or continuity with this new film that's coming out. So you actually have it function on a few different levels. Um, And like I said, you don't have to be – it's not going to be so important that you have to have played the game to know what's happening in the movie. But I think it's just an interesting way of saying, here's what this guy's been up to for 30 years Mm. in a cool way that's going to get people going, shit, I wouldn't mind playing that. Because that's still the best Gotham City. Like, it's still the best. And this guy did some cool artistic things where he kind of like – the criticism is it was like one street on the back lot. and that's that's just the reality of making a movie in 1989. you, you, you can't there's no endless green screen. you can do mats, which they mm. did, but they, you can't just you can't just build an entire city on the back lot. use a green screen. Mm. But he did some cool like he, like the drive into Gotham City had this amazing Anton first inspired architecture and like this this oppressively gritty and grim. it was just fantastic. And then he got to the city proper and he had the the cathedral and the Mm. Monarch Theatre and the Town Hall and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this looks fantastic. This looks amazing. Why is this not a thing? By the time you watch it, it is no longer a thing. Mm. Warner Brothers have struck it down. They have smote it.
0: What I want to know, is there someone that is paid – there would be, probably. Maybe I need this job. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Is is employed by Warner Brothers. Professional
1: piss on chips, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) And – Just sits in an office and- Peters, the people out there like us too much. (laughs) Looks up, you know, adapt- Hashtag Warner Brothers, hashtag adaption. Or hashtag, uh, Mm. you know, remix. See, I don't
1: know how you'd find stuff that's smaller than that. And
0: they just like scroll through and go, oh, that's ours, report. Like, how sad do you have to be as a person? See,
1: the shame of it is Tim Burton- To,
0: as you say, piss on chips.
1: Yeah, well, see, Tim Burton doesn't have like a social media presence- Understandably, Mm. like, doesn't need one. I think Spielberg does. And Spielberg saw that guy's Indiana Jones cartoon and he was like, he was good natured about it. He was like, this is fantastic. This looks great. Mm. And you're like, he doesn't care what it is. He just, it's nice for his PR to go, how good does this look? But with this, obviously, someone at Warner Brothers just went, no. Like, what?
0: He goes to sleep at night going, I've done a good job today.
1: It was a parking inspector. He's a he's a like, that's what he is. He's an online parking inspector walking around, ooh. going, "I don't care where you are, you're two minutes late." What a douchebag. Eighty six dollars.
0: Asshole.
1: Back to Big Brother.
0: Big Brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, I maybe I may be watching this season with rose tinted, tinted glasses. Well, mm-hmm. um, you've got a vested. Yeah, um, but I honestly, I honestly think, like, I'm hooked to this season. I want to know what's going on, who's gone, who's been saved. Any intruders, um, which at the moment they're airing this ad in conjunction with Home and Away, um, and it's, you know it's all about love. And one of the uh, housemates who I know has found, you know, I th- has found this housemate. This housemate has not been seen on the show yet. What? So I assume it's obviously it's all been, it got pre-recorded, you know, middle of last year or whatever, or like September ish. Um,
1: How that long ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because
0: I, I went back on... Marley is the housemate. I went back on his Instagram. And was like... And then he there's a post saying, I'm back. So I was like, okay. Mm. Um, but anyway. Yeah, they're posting... They're doing these ads about love with like Home and Away and Big Brother. And this guy is not in the house. Doesn't exist. So he ha- there has to be an intruder at some point that then finds this Christina girl and, you know, they start hit, hitting it off in the house.
1: Oh, sexy times.
0: Um, but, you know, Christina... The other girl I know, she has, uh, what was what's her job according to the show? Her job is uh, air hostess. Okay. Which I believe she might have started doing. And then obviously COVID, um, but she's just, she's literally just weaseling her way into the degrade of influences that come out of social media. So um, all the best to her. Um, we wish
1: her the best. Will we wish her all the luck in the world.
0: Yeah. Because um, I'm sure once the world opens again, she can, you know, check in and, yeah, she can go uh, have brunch you know, at, in Milan or something. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think um, she'd be going
1: to Milan. carom Downs, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the Milan, Townsville, the Milan of the on Milan, Rex
1: Townsville, the Milan of the North. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, Big Brother. If I genuinely, genuinely think if you would, if if a listener was to pick it up tonight or today or whenever you're listening, um, they wouldn't have missed a whole lot.
1: How long's it been going?
0: Uh, for two weeks, okay. maybe three weeks. They're down to I think eleven housemates, so that makes, and it's fairly early, so I would assume there is intruders incoming. Um, do they
1: do the Friday night games?
0: No. Uh, which with Mikey Goldsmith, think, <laughs> and Fitzy, and, and oh, was hot that dogs Bree? Was that was that Bree.
1: <laughs> Sorry, hot dogs had the up late game show <laughs> where they had these like impossibly diff- difficult brain teasers. Yeah. Which were ambiguous enough that they could be any answer. I don't know. I don't know. No one ever won.
0: But uh, yeah, I don't know if Friday night games would work.
1: No, not in the in pre the No, not in the pre-record.
0: No, well, but even still, even, even if it wasn't pre-recorded, I still don't think it would kind of work. I don't feel like people watch uh, TV on a Friday night now, other than old people watching like ABC what or about, what about the 16,
1: 16 year old kids.
0: Yeah, they're like gaming and stuff now, On like or hanging out with their mates. I don't know. I just, Stream it on Twitch. Yeah, could be. Who knows? Anyway, so you're giving a thumbs up. I'm giving a thumbs up. Cool. Um. Yeah. I anyone could jump in, and they're not going to really have to go searching for storylines and all that sort of stuff.
1: When does Survivor kick off? Do you know?
0: Uh, I would assume it's probably like what's what is it now? May? May? Is it May? Uh, poor. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably airing August. Okay,
1: maybe that could be a... I might get into that. Yeah. That could be a joint
0: Yeah, I'll be watching it with absolute fucking...
1: Become a Survivor podcast. eyes. Get those sweet Survivor listens. Yeah. Anyway, um, excellent. My second pick for the week, uh, going back to the wrestling well. (laughs) I saw an ad for this during one of the videos I was watching. Um, WWE Most Treasured. There was a clip. (laughs) So basically it's a little bit like... A trash and treasure, um, antiques Rocho kind of hybrid show where professional wrestlers like yeah, Mick Foley was in the first episode. They've done one with The Undertaker. They've done one with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They've done one with Kane, where they go out into the world to try to recover like significant artifacts from their wrestling careers
0: from people who have from
1: people from collectors who have got right. them. So there's a bit of setup and a bit of. Suspension of disbelief in that they literally just turn up at these people's houses and mm-hmm. they have an article from 20 years ago and they basically try to get it back. So potentially the long-term Without aim... paying them? No, they're prepared to pay them. Right. Sometimes they barter with them. They might swap something else. Yeah. But um, I think the long-term aim
0: seems to be... <laughs> To I'll give you my sweaty jockstrap. For your- <laughs> I'll
1: exchange the sweaty jock strap I'm currently wearing for the one you have on that wall. Um, so, like, for instance, Mankind wants to go out and recover a uh, uh, Mr Socko. Right. And he tells an interesting story about the Mr Sockos that he drew looked a particular way but a Mr. Socko that the property man drew looked another way so yep. he can kind of tell who drew which one. Yep. They want to recover a, an original shirt that he wore. The Undertaker, they want to recover. The Undertaker had a cool moment where in his storage locker, he had like his whatever, his, like his whole outfit. He had like the whole thing. Yeah. And that they, they were like, oh, this is mind-blowing. This is like not his debut maybe, but when he um, – there was a story where he, he uh, broke his eye socket, his orbital bone. Yeah. So he wore like a Phantom of the Opera mask that was effectively protecting his eye socket and when he came back he had a particular outfit on. He had the whole outfit and it was like this is, you know, yeah. this is a great moment. You can really pinpoint where this is from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the long-term aim is to like set up a kind of a museum maybe
0: because
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got this big archive which has obviously got oh, countless items in it yeah. and the long-term aim is, is would I imagine be to set up wherever... Uh, a Hall of Fame-style, Smithsonian-style wrestling mm-hmm. museum, yep. which, to be brutally honest, actually... Sweaty
0: jock straps for all. <laughs> just a, <laughs> a wall of them. All. Um, just flies buzzing.
1: To be honest with you, depending on where they put it, like New York, they had the, the WWE New York, which was like a restaurant, like a TGI Friday-style mm-hmm. live venue, um, which was there for a while and went out of business after a little while. But depending on where they put it, it would actually probably make a lot of sense
0: because, mm. like, you think about it, you'd put it in, in a sporting city. Well,
1: you probably it would probably go in New York because New York is like Madison Square Garden, sort of like the home mm. of WWF. Um, so, whether they get to that point or not, I'm not sure. The show itself is sort of okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably a f- tidy or a fraction too contrived. Yeah. They probably it probably doesn't have the trash or treasure, like, hunt aspect that it kind of needs to where obviously when you're making a show, you want to go somewhere knowing you're going to find something. Yeah. But the reason the Undertaker moment was cool was because he himself didn't know he still had it. He obviously unpacks it and goes, oh, wow, like, this is the whole thing. Yeah. So they go there looking for something, but they end up leaving with this really organic moment of, oh, look at this, this is amazing, you know, tell yeah. us a story about it, and he does. And that's probably more interesting than the – I knock on your door, oh, sure, and I didn't realise you were coming. Ah, <laughs> and then you've got the exact item that we've already spoken yeah. about that I've come to get. Um,
0: Just here in this cupboard that is perfectly clean.
1: This cupboard here with perfect lighting on it that's <laughs> right in the, li- uh, the sight lines of the door. Um, so WWE Most Treasured, there's a few episodes out. It's like an A&E, I think, or a History Channel type thing. Right, okay. um, I think it's A&E in America.
0: but It's A&E here. What's A&E? No, it is a Yeah,
1: there you go. But I don't yeah. know if it's on here yet. Oh, right, um, but true. it's one to keep an eye out for. Oh, I look as I and said source legally. I like a lot about wrestling, just not the wrestling
0: Everything but the wrestling.
1: Everything but the wrestling and the long winded shit yeah. just takes far too long. Uh, I've got quite a lot of time for. But as someone who kind of particularly grew up in that era and they're kind of going through the first few Wrestlers are like my wheelhouse, yeah. like Mick Foley, Stone Cold, yep, yep. Undertaker. So Whereas that's always
0: your Randy Orton, Edge, Cena, John Cena, MVP. Um, yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's uh, WWE most treasured. I think it's worth a look if you kind of if that's in your wheelhouse, mm. if you sort of like that kind of stuff. It's it's not it's not fantastic, but it's kind of disposable enough fluff that you can uh, chuck on and. Maybe having the background and kind of look up every so often and go, oh yeah, cool, yeah, mm. yeah, I remember that. Mm. Oh, I remember that that prop or or the like. And cool. one of the, actually one of the guys' houses they go to, he's got like this ludicrous collection. He himself has almost like a museum, yeah, of just this like unbelievable the amount of stuff he's got in there. And you're like, good on you, man. Mm. I've like been collecting this for thirty years or whatever it is. Like, yeah. yeah, good effort, buddy. So, yeah, you've got some cool stuff there that's like a lot of people be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but you're like, oh, it's got this amazing collection. So, mm. WWE Most Treasured, give it a look if you want to. It's not bad.
0: Nice one. Mm. Out of 10, what would you rate it?
1: Oh, it's like a six and a half. Okay. It's, gonna, it's the sort of show that's going to live or die who's the guest.
0: Yeah. It's just it, going to stay in a niche and it's not Yeah. Really like, right if,
1: if it's someone that I'm not a fan of as such, yep, you'd probably yep, go, oh, yep, yep, yeah, yep. whatever. But cool. if it's someone you are, you go, fuck yes. <laughs>
0: Um, my last one is something that came out, I believe, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, no, 2019, actually. Uh, which I, after watching a couple of the uh director's other movies, believed it would be very funny. Uh, and I was excited to watch. But I loved it. Oh, okay. I I thought you
1: were were going somewhere else with that. Any
0: uh, I haven't really given you much. Uh, has directed Marvel. Um, what any guesses
1: um what are the clues They've this, directed, this this director
0: di- has directed marvel movies uh released a movie in 2019 nothing to do with marvel
1: is it a disney movie
0: nope it is on disney plus though on that little star star
1: section. yeah yeah got a lot of stuff on there now
0: yeah it's very good so 2019 Rose Anatomy final d- season d- ugh, ugh. <laughs> 2019
1: this person has directed Marvel movies. Yeah, it's a comedy. Is it a Taika Waititi movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jojo
0: Rabbit. Yes. Very funny.
1: Yeah, I didn't mind it.
0: It's got some, you know, it is classed in bits and pieces as a drama and there is some heart-wrenching moments. Um, you know, we spoiler the alert, Scar Jo does. Mm, um, she does indeed. She does a very interesting German accent. Uh, but I love the relationship between Jojo and Yorkie. The little fat boy with glasses.
1: He doesn't look terribly German.
0: No, but they've they've all got these uh everyone's got these little like accents that are clearly not uh clearly not German, but yeah, and then I was watching it with um at the start obviously it's very it's quite uh Nazi focused, which it has to be. It's about it's about that, but I was watching it with Maddie, and she was just very uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and like wasn't sure if she should be laughing. But I was there, like chuckling the whole time. Um, it's the
1: beauty of comedy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's all
1: as Ricky Gervais said, funny because Stephen Merchant is obviously in. He's the very tall, skinny white man.
0: Yep, um, yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah. very funny guy. Very, very funny.
1: Um, as Ricky Gervais, is a sort of long said, he goes, anything, anything can be funny. That doesn't mean anything is funny. Or yep. should be funny, because but you can, like I think the beauty of a film like Jojo Rabbit and people getting uncomfortable about it is is somewhat understandable. But by the same token, um, it's it's not glorifying the Nazis at all. No, not at all. So a lot of people's that the the reflex is understandably oh Nazis. Oh no, I don't know about this. But no, it's they're the butt of the joke. They are buffoons. They are made to look like idiots. Yes. You know it makes pulls no punches that they are anything but the pricks we know them as,
0: yeah. There's um, <laughs> I loved towards the end, there's this little exchange between Yorkie and Jojo, um, where Yorkie's like, There are bigger things to worry about than Jews, Jojo. The Russians, the Russians, are somewhere out there, they're worse than anyone. I heard they eat babies and have sex with dogs. I mean, like, that's bad, right? And Jojo is like. Sex with dogs. (laughs) Yeah, the Englishmen do it too. We have to stop them before they eat us and screw all of our dogs. (laughs) It's just, you can tell there's like- It's fast. Yeah, there's lines here and there that are just Taika Waititi to an absolute T. And he, I personally love his humour. See, he
1: obviously worked too. Like what we do in The Shadows was Matt Berry was in that as well. Right. So they've they've kind of that cross-pollination of, you know, Richard Ayoade and Matt Berry and all that very similar- Sort of strands of humour.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, there was, you know, it's, there is the little bits of drama here and there and then that uh, exchange when the Gestapo uh, come in the house and um, obviously Captain K there who, who plays Captain K again? What's his name? Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um, he's good in it. I is Sam, really enjoy Sam him. Rockwell and is, Correct me if I'm wrong. He ends up being like the father, I think. You know how the dad is like off at war or whatever? He goes, I'll go look after your sister.
1: Uh, oh, fuck, I can't even remember.
0: I have Is a feeling. I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'm looking into uh, it too maybe. much.
1: I've only ever seen it the one time. I, I, didn't, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember that as, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. I can't remember it that well. Like the
0: war's over and he's about to get killed and he, then um, strips Jojo of his jacket and goes, get away, Jew, get away.
1: He He's just a very good actor.
0: Yes. He's just um, a
1: really good, he's just good in everything. He was great in Iron Man 2, yeah. Justin Hammer, He's great in, um, obviously won an Academy Award for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm. Fantastic. He's just very good in everything. So yeah.
0: Mark Wells, um, Rebel Wilson was a little bit unnecessary.
1: She's a she's an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, I think I'd, I'd get what you're saying. She was a tiny bit out of yeah. place. She, it wasn't that she was bad, but it was no. a bit like.
0: Oh. But then, like for that sort of humour. She was a very
1: it was a very particular piece of casting though, wasn't it? Because yeah. you're sort of going, it's not a just to drop another actress in yeah, and get the same there's performance. There's a small
0: handful of people like may, in Scarlett Johansson doesn't have any of that humour that's in the rest of the movie. It's all serious mm. stuff about you know um, the uh, uh, not the revolu the uh, people that fight the resistance. The resistance. Um, it's all about that sort of stuff and you know liking Jews and helping and whatever. Um, but yeah, and that Stephen Merchant character, hilarious. Um, he's hilarious in anything.
1: He's sort of like a um Hans Lander, Christoph Waltz from Inglorious yeah. Bastards, but just <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum.
0: Um and just yeah, the uh the way they take the piss, but like, you know, there's nods to little bits here and there about certain history and um I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I think the girl that played Elsa the Jewish girl yes. she did a great job. Um just you know of a, anyone that's young and under the age of maybe 7 like 16 17 it's it's hard to not be just known as the kid. I feel like she may have some very big roles coming up.
1: It's very hard transition to make. Mm. Um I think it's an, it's a, I think what's what's a credit to Jojo Rabbit is that this is the sort of film it's it's a dangerous film to make oh yeah because we spoke earlier about the runway you know being so short so narrow with something like this you are you are expecting a level of emotional intelligence and awareness from the audience that some people just might not give you yeah whether they have it or not they might just be so put out by the very concept ah oh, what no 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 i'm not watching that yeah um and by virtue of that, when you're dealing with Nazis, when you're dealing with Holocausts, and you're yeah, dealing yeah, with all yeah. that stuff, like it is, it's touchy stuff, and yeah. it's it's a it's a hard one to swallow for a lot of people, understandably. So, for them to have a made a film that was as funny as it ended up being, yeah, and to have really stuck the landing, um, it's no mean feat, no. and let of, uh, um, and best of all, for it to have been as as watchable as it ended up being.
0: Mm. I think I I loved the scene at the end. Um, with Jojo and Elsa, Elsa, um, dancing. Yep, and it's like clearly dancing that wasn't done in the forties. were doing like you know, seventies like, <laughs> and it's just. But you know, it's got nothing to do with. Um, that kind of doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. But I immediately no going into the movie. I wasn't aware that Hitler was like an imaginary friend, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, the first, like, half of the movie I found fucking hilarious. Um, and then it kind of swings in this other direction, which is still really good. Um, and it keeps a little bits of humour in there. So it's on Disney Plus um, in their little star section at the moment. It's a, um, Yeah, it's
1: certainly, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, it's one of those films that, in a much different way, um, you know, like when Step Brothers starts off like a house on fire and then after, like, 20 minutes goes, okay, we need a plot. Yeah, Like the, we're just going to have jokes, 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 jokes. Okay, we need to breathe now. We need to – here's the plot of the yeah, movie. Yeah,
0: and we'll sprinkle some jokes in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very much in that um, – Jojo Rabbit's like, take the piss, habit. take the piss, yeah. take the
1: piss. Then they go, we're actually going to have to get a bit serious here for a yeah. moment because this is the Nazis, <laughs> uh, so bear with us.
0: <laughs> um, I would have loved to see it in a cinema um, just to see what the vibe of like laughing at certain jokes was. Um mm. Because it's one, again, as, as we've talked about, it's one of those movies that can be so touchy but so hilarious. Um, but, yeah, it's got 7.9 on IMDb. I'd give it like a low 8. Yeah, I'd bump it up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, highly, highly recommend if you have Disney Plus um, or source it legally like Sean does. Mm. Um, don't pay for anything.
1: No. <laughs> I always, always make sure the artist gets their due. Yes. Excellent. My last pick of the week, William, is. I just
0: noticed he gets their Jew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was unintended. Um, is Mortal Kombat.
0: fight, fight the fight, movie, fight fight. fight. Yes, uh, the new one, the new one. I haven't uh, which seen which
1: only came out recently. Uh, cool. <laughs> uh, <not laughs>
0: is that said in the movie?
1: Yes. Nice. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, fatality.
0: Food.
1: Um. Flawless victory. <laughs> I have no fidelity to the source material, uh, material that is Mortal Kombat. I understand it is a very storied property. Yep. Uh, I understand there are a lot of fans of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I understand that a lot of those fans were sort of a little bit ho-hum about the movie.
0: Yep.
1: I understand why. But because I don't have that fidelity to the source material, I sort of don't care. Yeah, Like, Star Wars <laughs> steps a toenail out of line and I'm like, Blasphemy! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, uh, how dare you? How dare you Whereas this like could go wildly off script yeah. and I'm like, I actually I don't know.
0: I'm <laughs> not sure what's I'm not sure what's happening here.
1: Yeah. Um so I'm not gonna lay down my life defending like liberties taken by the makers of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. a film which was shot in South Australia. Yeah. Uh I liked the original Mortal Kombat movie made in like 1995.
0: Any actors of a note in this?
1: In the new one. Yeah. I'm going to get to him. Oh. Uh, uh, um, uh, the, the accountant man from The Dark Knight. He's good with numbers, good with calculations. Um, He's in it. He was, was also. After IMDb this he year. also had a small role in Independence Day Resurgence as a surly space captain. And Isn't Josh Lawson is in it. Josh Lawson is in it. Josh Lawson steals the show. He plays Kano, and he is weird casting. He's just fantastic. Well, because Kano is has like gradually morphed into an Australian character. It wasn't right. really meant to be that, but that's what Kano's become. Mm-hmm. So he just plays him as really ochre. And Interesting. He steals the show. I don't know what other audiences, international audiences, would think of him, but for me, Kano steals the show because Josh Lawson is like like, Aussie man.
0: He looks really tough. Who? Josh Lawson. Uh,
1: he's it's reasonably weird. buff. Um, This this film is like a strange, almost breathless kind of fever dream where you sort of – you sit there thinking to yourself, "What? what is happening? Mm. I kind of vaguely understand what's happening, but it's not really important. The plot is sort of incidental to all the little fights, and the fights themselves are fine. They're choreographed fine. It's not like a John Wick style – Masterclass in choreograph-
0: choreography. Is it all martial arts? But they're, sort of they're no,
1: nah, they're kind of stylized enough to be silly, and right. um, they they work in their own in their own kind of way. Um, and it needs to be sort of stylized in a property like this as well. Like it's a good decision to have it kind of be its own cartoony, silly thing. Yep. Obviously, being a, a video game. Um, I thought the production design was alright. Like the film looks okay. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, the effects were sort of okay. The effects weren't terrible. They were fine. It is the perfect throwaway movie. It is almost perfect for the streaming age where you just throw it on and it's like – I don't even know how long it goes for. It probably goes for like 100 minutes. I don't know. Uh,
0: hour and 50.
1: Yeah, so yeah, 110. Like it's 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 not long – R-A-T. The plot. The plot is, as I said, the plot doesn't matter. It's just a vehicle to get you from the next fight, that fight, to the next fight. It's mm. it's bizarre. It is watchable for Kano. Watch it for Kano <laughs> because he's just brilliant. He's hilarious. Um, I. I don't disagree that there's a, probably a better Mortal Kombat movie out there than this one. Mm-hmm. I d- How I many is there? There's technically there's three. What the fuck? Because it was the first one, one, 95. Then there was a sequel to that one called Annihilation. And then there was this new one. And then there was a strange kind of like web series, which is a bit a bit of an odd an oddity. Right. Okay. Um way back when. It was a really odd sort of thing that they did. Um, which was actually okay. But this one here, like to me anyway, the Mortal Kombat games, as far as I can tell, and the film kind of like tells this in a very cursory way, mm-hmm. there's a tournament for control of One another's worlds, I'm not sure, Um, where champions of our world battle champions of the outworld and the outworlds won nine tournaments in a row. If they win ten in a row, they get to control the earth and it's blah, blah, blah. They do some flashback stuff to old feudal Japan, which sets up the rivalry between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which is a bit of fun. But it's also like disposable, Mm. but the broader lore doesn't really matter. You're sort of like ah, whatever. We'll figure that out later. And some of the big characters, like I'm watching, are like Shang Tsung and um, like Johnny Cage, isn't in it at all. And you're a bit like ah, that's a that's a missed opportunity. Not um, to have
0: leaving room, not to have. Or, yeah, but don't be.
1: We've spoken about this in the past. Don't be presumptuous. Don't think you're going to get another one. Don't leave Johnny Cage off the table for the sequel because you probably won't get a sequel. Yeah. So, um, Liu Kang, Liu Kang's sort of in it, not like in a passing way, which for me was weird because. Liu Kang was, like, the main character in the first one. Like, he might not be. I don't, like, I, as I said, I'm not yeah, 100% yeah. sure. In in, re, in reality, he might not be the main character. Yeah, that like, a completely um, fabricated character was, like, the protagonist, mm-hmm. which, for me, again, I'm not hard up about, but it's a strange decision to basically create a character for the movie yep. to lead the movie. Sort of like, is that a good decision? Yeah. yeah. Like, probably not. You probably should have just gone with a Johnny Cage or a Liu Kang. Yeah. Um, I recommend it mm. in so much that it's just silly.
0: Seems like it's a movie that oh, my dad is an absolute sucker for shit movie.
1: It's a, it's a classic B movie.
0: Yeah, he's a he lives for B movies. You
1: watch it and you you endure it. You don't necessarily enjoy it. Where Can you, one
0: source it legally at the moment? Uh,
1: um, the like movies proper legally. Yeah, the cinema. Right. Okay. I think.
0: And you sourced it definitely definitely from the cinema? I
1: sourced it. I absolutely went to the cinema Um, because it's one of those HBO Max, Warner Brothers day and date releases. Right. Um, So Mortal Kombat, yeah, like it's a bit of a Commodus slow thumbs up. Okay. It's it's okay. Mm. It actually kind of just made me want to watch the original one Mm -hmm. and, you know, that fucking unbelievable uh, theme song, which just like legitimately I I could be – I could be asleep. It could be four in the morning <laughs> and and that would start and I'd just be like,
0: fuck.
1: <laughs> I'd be like someone who's put an adrenaline shot yeah. <laughs> into my heart.
0: You've got an EpiBen slammed into your thigh. I sometimes
1: just listen to it on the way into work <laughs> so I get and attack the day. Um, yeah, look, check it out. If you like Mortal Kombat, if you grew up on Mortal Kombat, if you're familiar with the property, if you watch the old movie, um, it's an interesting, fun little thing. And then throw into the bargain... Um, it's very hard to make a film shot in Australia not look like it was shot in Australia, yeah. especially when you know it. The greatest example of that of all time is the movie Ghost Rider. Mm. If you weren't from Melbourne and you just watched the movie, you'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever, and you wouldn't even notice it. But when you're from Melbourne and you watch Ghost Rider, you're like, that is not Texas. <laughs> yeah, that is Melbourne. They are on the Hume. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the same thing with this. It's, you're watching, you're like, oh, it's Adelaide. It, does. it looks like Adelaide, yeah. and they go out into kind of the – the outback sort of thing and you're like oh yeah like it looks like australia it looks like so that's a bit of fun as well so yeah check it out
0: did you see uh probably a month or so ago i think we may have talked about it, don't know but they're obviously filming the new thor yes over here and um <laughs> and they all went the whole cast went to a nrl game i did see and this. they sat in russell crowe's box yes. obviously yep. part owner or whatever and Twitter was like, Oh, Russell Crowe confirmed. You know, next door. And it, it, like all the Australians are like, um, he's the fucking owner of the, the team th- they went and saw.
1: I think the rumor is he's got a really, really small part. Oh, but it'll be like, it'd th- be it, you one know of it, those. Uh, the, I think the rumor is his part was potentially a little bit like Matt Damon's yeah. was. It'll they, be something like that. And got, everyone's like, Oh <laughs> he's got a scene. Yeah. Um and that's a bit of fun. Like that's yeah. always a bit of fun when they turn up and you're like, Oh, cool. He's mm. playing a character, this character. That, yeah. Like Stallone in um, Guardians. Yes. when you're sort of like, ah, Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Sly.
0: Um, Good to see you. And there was some other Aussie actor that was in there. That's been, everyone's like, oh, my God. But, yeah. I, th- I thought that was funny. Um, that's probably about it. That's it? I think.
1: What's your pick of the week?
0: Uh, my pick of the week is definitely going to be Jojo Rabit. That's yes, okay. Um, yeah. I... Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and again, it's just it went into that little war niche that I love. Um, you know, if anyone's, if anyone's got some war war, rec- I've seen basically every war movie on. There's a lot of war um, on Netflix at the moment. Uh, you scroll through, you go, okay, seen it, seen it, mate, seen it.
1: Dennis Leary, what did he say?
0: I don't know. You tell me.
1: A regular average Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so like if anyone's with, got a recommendation, like, send it my way. I like way.
1: football and porno and books about war.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got an average my house with a uh, nice hardwood floor. What is your pick,
1: Sean? I actually liked most of what I watched to varying degrees, um, but my pick of the week would be Garth Moringi's Dark Place, mm-hmm. um, only because it was just right in my right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I keep saying that, but it was just right there in the sweet spot. Yeah. And um, – if, if you have a taste of that kind of stuff, if you like that kind of humour, if it does something for you, um, if you give yourself to the concept, the concept yeah. is, I can't stress this enough, it is a lot more straightforward than my explanation of it. You'll mm. actually, if you watch it, you'll go, "Ah, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like within 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, I understand. Um, it's certainly not that confusing.
0: Definitely took me a good
1: three, Yeah, once minutes. you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, it's, it's absolutely watchable. It's a, it's a blast. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was a, a fantastic watch in so much that it was sort of the leaping off point for a lot of those people mm. who went on to do lots more stuff. Yeah. So that's always fun to go back and watch and enjoy. Mm. Um, fantastic.
0: Um, well, I hope I, we can be back within, you know, 10 to 14 days, but...
1: Yeah, we're like a parcel from the US. My,
0: my, my, life, my life at the moment is very untrustworthy. Let's see how it goes. Um, and I mean, you do have another pod that you busy man. manage as well, so... Um this is merely I hate to say it to please the uh please the other pod but at the moment this is a B pod uh in on on the network mm-hmm. um you know
1: you've been at war with the other pod the, pa- Inex- uh, the power the, the powers that, the powers
0: that be uh you know
1: Timbo and I just sort of like looking at each other going what is this <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, why?
1: F- why not Fab and Will just kiss already? <laughs> so uh, sexual tension. I mean, between I would, I would
0: love to meet them one day. Um, <laughs> the
1: sexual tension between you two animals.
0: Eventually, there will be some sort of crossover. You maybe. Said this, and I was hopefully. like,
1: why would we do a crossover pot?
0: I don't know. Just to get the gang together.
1: But why? What are we going to talk about? I don't know. But what do they watch? I don't fucking know.
0: Maybe we could find out. Uh,
1: well, yeah.
0: But um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just to, and you know, to all the, uh, if there is any Carlton fans listening, uh, last week or the week before, I did go fishing. Um, just to, you know, to everyone was annoyed that you, that your team had won because we were getting so much positive publicity, me, we being Essendon.
1: Which in and of itself was inexplicable, but Yes, fine fine.
0: Um, but you know, I just felt like going fishing that night and I was getting lots of bites and I was loving it, Sean. I was absolutely loving it. Um, call me a troll, call me what you will. But uh, I'll be here for the rest of the season if anyone wants to have a little bit of a uh, tiff. There will be no hard feelings. It is all Twitter. Um, I am accessible at Willie P, two L's, two Y's, two P's and two E's.
1: And no clue. Huh? And no clue.
0: Sure, if you want. Hmm. Um, Sean, where can they find you?
1: Sean Peterbudge, all one word.
0: Um, Yeah, very lucky. You've got a very niche name. We're a, I've got a very common name. I'm a common man.
1: One, yeah, you're just dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Excellent. Yeah. Thank All you right. very much, it's everyone, for listening. We'll catch you um, again next time.
0: Yeah. Goodbye.